Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Welcome to the uh, 12th Man Rising uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, Podcast. I'm Lee, and with me is Todd. Todd, how are you? I'm great. I'm drinking a Black Knight All Night Stout from Nickelbrook Brewing Company. And that is, uh, they should sponsor us because I'm going to say velvety notes of dark chocolate and roasty coffee. Yes, it says roasty coffee. Make black light a silky smooth all night stop. Perfect for fireside stargazing. Tastes of toasted something and chocolate and molasses. There were several racist things in there, so we will move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't interrupt me, sir. Um, Brought to you by Beast Mode. Yeah. Why, why doesn't he have a beverage company? He really should. He might. I'll he talk should. normal, as normal as I can. Um, I don't know. Seems like he would. Wouldn't he you really buy? Does. Wouldn't you buy Beast Mode Brewing? Com- I mean, anything. I don't care if it's tea, dude. It's like, come on. Tea would make, make sense it, too. It would make it happen. Captain. Um. Anywho, um, <laughs> I'm I'm drinking water. Still trying to deal with the COVID stuff. So mm, like every you time like I you even will. have. Just a sip of anything, it seems to, I don't know, stuff up my nose again. I don't know if it's, what's going on with that. Are but. you drinking through your mouth or through your nostrils, sir? That could be the problem. Nostrils, poor normal. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's what you, that's how you clear out your nose, right? Mm-hmm. Drink through nostrils. Yeah, I saw you in Shape of Water. You were really good in that. Yeah, nothing should go into the mouth, all through the nose. Um, and, and don't <laughs> eat anything, don't chew anything. Everything you consume uh, should be through the nose. That's that's just science, mm-hmm. um, just scientific mm-hmm. fact. Um, I read about it on this uh, Truth Social site. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that before. A lot of truth being spoken there, I guess. Lots. Um, lots. Uh, yeah, a lot like a 12th Man Rising Facebook page. A lot of truth. A lot of that. truth. A lot of truth. Love, happiness. Enjoy. Community. Um no backtalk. No a lot insults. Of, a lot of community spirit. A lot of community spirit. Actually, some of the posts I have seen, there's like, oh, that's really nice to see. Yeah, there are. But some, there actually has been a lot of, of that. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and this morning um, on our on our Slack channel for fan sided uh, uh, NFL, somebody was asking about um, Facebook sites doing something for the face uh, on their Facebook site. And several people jumped in by like, yeah, I post there, but you know, read the comments because uh, there's always it's just toxic. And I'm like, yeah, it's just social media, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's several things I have to, uh, you know, delete or hide. A hide button is, is very nice. Um, just That's because sad. it's it's it could either be insulting or it could be, um, you know, if, if people cross a line, like it was something about some political thing that was brought up. Um, I just block the user and deleted it because they don't have uh, either I way left or I apologize for I apologize for posting that earlier. Well, I, yeah, I mean, we both have very strong that, so. political views, but we keep them out of that because yeah, it no, it's about the Seahawks. Right. Exactly. Seahawks. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I had somebody uh, posted a, the video of uh, Pete Carroll doing his Pete Carroll show uh, this last Friday after the 49ers game, which we'll get to in, in just a second. Um, if there's any pauses, I apologize. I'm coughing, so Todd may have to fill in. Hi. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. There you go. But um, I posted that video, and then somebody responded by saying, pretty long post, it started by saying, Lee, um, it was it was all negative. It was like, you need to be like, more consistent. Again, uh, I apologize with, for that post. Yeah, it, you need to be more consistent. Yeah, and people have, they clearly haven't read your article on, on Drew Locke. And the fever dream because there's oh, oh, still completely misunderstanding because the point. They look, at, they look at the headline and that's it. If they yeah. even look at the headline, a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah, but this this guy was saying I, I I need to be more consistent from saying preseason matters versus regular season. And I was like, mm, I have never said preseason games are what you see is real. Never. And and I found an article that we had done on the website. Um, saying Drew Lock maybe a long I didn't write that. It's like this is not my site. I'm, I'm a big part of it because I, I post I, all the social media stuff. But I probably did, and I've addressed that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like, and then he was like, and and also you're insulting the fans by saying, um, you know, by saying a hundred times. He said a hundred times. I'm pointing out that um, you know, people who say Drew Lock needs to take Gino uh, Smith's place. Um, because they they haven't he hasn't been Drew Lock hasn't been given a chance to show what he can do, and I constantly point out uh, the coaches have seen what he can do in practice and preseason for months and right. two years now. So exactly. people people who say that think they know more than the coaching staff, and people get offended by that. They do. The coaching staff knows more. They see it every day, every day. And and, and and again, you know, it's like we're not saying. I you haven't said it. I haven't said it. That, oh, it's impossible for Julak to succeed. I haven't said that. What I've said consistently, what you've said consistently, anybody on our site has said consistency, consistently, not consistency, also that too. Show me the evidence that supports your statement that he can succeed. Well, the, the throwback to that would be he hasn't had a chance to, to prove he can succeed. And he has. He's had, he's, had, he's had two chances. It's limited chances, but how many chances do you want to give someone who is among the lowest performing quarterbacks in the entire NFL? All right. And the other part of that is it's not the game. It, the practice and preseason and training camp, exactly. that's where you make or break your starting spot on a team. The coaches see, know more than we do. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they seem they to do. miss miss the point that they have practices. Yeah. Several times a week. And, and meetings and, and tons of stuff goes into it. It's not just like, oh, I guess we'll just start this guy because he's been here for years. It's like that's not ha- what happens on a, any team. Uh, any, I mean, high school level, it doesn't happen. Should. Maybe I mean, it shouldn't. but And maybe it happens a little bit more if it does happen at high school. But definitely doesn't happen in NFL or high-level college. It just doesn't. No. no. <laughs> uh, it's, it's odd. I mean, it's really odd to me. I mean, because some of it, you can tell by the phrasing. And I'm going to hope it's like maybe 10% at this point, right? That some of it's just uh, racially motivated, which is sad. Most yeah. of it, I don't think. I'm is. hoping it's not even 10 percent, but it, yeah. there is a degree of it. Yeah, we can, we can you can tell just by the phrasing. Right. But again, like you said, it's like he hasn't shown it in practice clearly because if he had, they would give him the opportunity. Uh, all too often, people see a problem. Geno Smith's inconsistency. Yeah, it's a problem. We've talked about that. Right. And we're not saying, oh, he's the best quarterback. Shut up. As some of the commenters would say. We're saying is like you have to have a solution. Yeah. Okay. It's like he's played inconsistently, right? He's played poorly in some games, obviously. He's played great in some games. And now Pete Carroll seems to know a little bit more about football than, than most of us, right? And he said it's like we need to get more consistent play. Gino says he needs to get more consistent play. And, yeah, I get that it can be maddening to hear them say the same things and there's no results. I get that totally. But until you have a solution, you can't just change things. Right. And Drew Locke is not the solution. And, and neither is Gino exactly. Smith long term. They, they do need a, to find a, a... But for now, he gives them a better but, chance to win. Like, really? No, did you Brett not Rippin see... does. Todd, you're wrong. Brett Rippin, they just signed him from the Rams. He's a future pro bowler. Brett Rippin, at this point, could be a better solution than Locke. I mean, his stats are pretty damn bad, right? But and Mark Rippin would be good, too. Okay. But... but and granted, pro football focus's grading is pretty flawed at times. We get that. Correct. Guess who's rated higher than Drew Locke, Brett Ribbon? And it's by a significant margin. Rightly so, because everyone's like, oh, look at that. Like, dude, he's he's getting the credit for the play Noah Fant made. That's it. That was about a four-yard yeah. pass. And yeah. Noah Fant, with the aid of two excellent blocks— Turned it into a 51-yard play. Yeah. Of course, that's one argument people are trying to make against Geno Smith. In fact, I saw one post yesterday that said uh, all his yards are after the catch, which is... Absolutely, absolutely easily proven to be completely idiotic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they had read one of the articles, I pointed that out. Geno has twice as many air yards, twice as many air yards as Locke. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, where did you get your statement from? Person who doesn't bother to read. You, exactly. You don't have to. And we'll move on from this complaint yeah, on yeah. social media. But one thing I, uh, one thing I don't like, and this is people can call me whatever they want to. If 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 you're going to post on social media and make a point, have correct spelling because that immediately makes me think oh, you're not even yeah. really paying attention to what you're writing yeah. but Gino Smith's name is not G-I-N-O 
<laughs> it's and I see that all the time from people arguing against you. I'm like, that's not even his name. On on one side that had nothing to do with Twelfth Men Rising. Um it was it's just a regular Seahawks side on on page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was looking at some of the posts. I don't post that that often. Yeah. But um this guy had had uh, he put up something like hey, I don't know why I got blocked or whatever I guess I'm back but and then somebody responded and they said Geno Smith and G I N O and somebody responded by saying um well maybe it was because of your your spelling errors making a joke right yeah right and the guy was like what did I misspell <laughs> and I was no, I, I was like okay I'm I'm gonna respond it I was like well Gino is actually and I spelled it not blah and he was like what difference does it make. <sighs> Dude. It shows that you have zero attention to details. So exactly. in, in, a, in a more complex topic, like how is the performance of this quarterback and you can't even spell his name right, you're showing yourself to be a complete idiot. Exactly. That's the difference Basically it makes. what I said in response to that. Of course. Because I was just like, I mean, come on. I mean, just spell his name right. <laughs> exactly. It's, oh, we're going to trust you that you get all the facts, that you know exactly how many yards he throws in the air per attempt, per completion. We're going to sh- you're going to be able to tell us exactly how many sacks he avoids, how many sacks are taken due to his his poor play and how many sacks are due to the line. But you can't spell his name correctly. Right. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, right. Exactly. Um, but <sighs> I, again, you know, Drew Locke, Drew, Geno Smith is a better option than Drew Locke. At this point, he just is. I don't care how much Drew Locke has played. People have thrown out, oh, you know, he hasn't gotten a chance. And so a couple of times I've brought up, well, you know, Geno Smith entered a game in 2021 against the Rams when Russell Wilson got hurt in the third quarter. And he actually led the team to 10 points right. and had scored on two of three drives. Right. And I'm not saying Geno Smith is the best quarterback ever, but the argument about Drew Locke doesn't get a chance. Again, Patrick Mahomes backup could have the same argument. That he doesn't get a chance. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No, of course not. It's actually Blaine Gabber. He's another Missouri quarterback, right? Yeah. But it's, but he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. But that's that's an easy argument to throw out. Oh, well, he doesn't get a chance. How do you know? There's well, a reason he doesn't get a chance. Because, like you said, the coaches know <laughs> because they've seen this guy get dozens of chances in every practice. Every right. practice. Yeah. But Geno Smith is also not the long-term answer quarterback. I mean, he just hasn't no. – he has digressed this year. His turnover numbers, percentage, touchdown percentage, uh, you know, just the scoring yeah. of the offense. And that's not just Geno. I mean, no. the, the thing I don't understand right now about the offense is, you know, earlier in the year they were doing okay and they were using the tight ends. That They just forget about the tight ends now. It, it makes yeah. zero sense to me. Because mm-hmm. Fant has shown, like you pointed out, Van has shown he can break off a good run. He's a good runner once he has the ball in his hands. Disley did have the drop last week, so did DK Metcalf. I mean, you add those two drops to Geno's numbers, and they look a little bit better, right? Then he's 20 of 27. Um, But I just don't – and Parkinson can run and catch. They just – first four games of the year, they had seven targets combined each game, seven targets. And they caught almost all those targets because they catch almost everything that's thrown their way because sometimes it's shorter passes. Right. In the last since week four, uh, week six on, because they had a bye week in week five, they've dropped down to five targets a game. That's uh, those are viable options when you're trying to move, just pick up first downs. And it's just mm-hmm. like all three of them, like you said. Yeah, it's not like well, this guy's only a blocker. They all can catch the ball. Yeah, 
it, it just makes no, especially since they're putting them in the game more often in multiple sets to a, help the blocking. Like they don't all have to stay in and block. You know, you do know that, right? It's just, it's again, you know, it goes back to the the whole concept. It's like, well, we need to run the ball more. It's like, yes. And someone has the power to do that. Although now Pete had said that he's going to get more involved in offensive play calling. And he made a joke. He's like, I'm not sure if that's a good idea. It's like, <laughs> well, Pete, someone has to do it. Okay. Yeah. So run the ball more. Yes. Because they run the ball among the least in the NFL, despite Pete being an old school dinosaur that the game has well, passed by. He throws they more. They try to run it on fourth and one when they run yeah. wide mm-hmm. late in the game. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just they just make some really odd choices yeah. and and not throwing to tight ends when you've got three of them who can catch the ball. I mean, and and, those would and all it, be short patterns. And you have I mean, kind of like what they've taken the pass spot blocking. of Jackson Smith and Jigba, what he was doing earlier this year. And now they're starting to use him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, part of the offensive line hasn't performed as well as they had hoped, obviously. So maybe, but but a very good offensive coordinator, which I didn't. I, Waldron seems to have digressed this year as well. I mean, a couple yes. of those games early in the yes. season, he got a little creative, especially with the tight ends in the backfield, and mm-hmm. then they, they they just don't against the 49ers. It's like if they know what you're going to run. Yeah, this team is. First of all, the 49ers are better than the Seahawks. They're just right. better. Better coached, better talent, better execution. I mean, the yeah. Cowboys are going to be the same way, and the Eagles are going to be the same way, and the 49ers again. I mean, they're going to lose the next three games. I, how? I don't know what avenue they have to get to a win in any of those three games. They're, the other teams are just better than they are. Well, I, I mean, I actually think they'll win one of them. I have no idea which one. Uh, just because it's the NFL. Exactly, because it's the NFL. Because if the Seahawks actually come out and actually are playing in all cylinders, like almost, well, not almost any team, not the Panthers, but like most of the teams in the NFL, even the bad teams, and the Seahawks aren't a bad team. They're a mediocre team. But sadly, right? But even bad teams, everything clicks, offense, defense, special teams. The other team has an off day, and it happens. Easily it happens. Uh, so, yeah, I think they will win one of the games, pro- probably Philadelphia, because that's the least likely win. Right. Uh, that wouldn't. I mean, yeah, it would surprise me. But I do think they'll win one of those games just because they also seem to have these seasons where they'll win a game. They lose games they shouldn't. <coughs> Rams. Mm-hmm. And but then they'll Twice. turn around and. Yeah. Jesus. And they'll turn around and win win a game that they shouldn't. And I think that'll be one of these games. Uh, honestly, I think it'd probably be the Cowboys because the Cowboys seem like the least consistent of those. Obviously, they're except team. at home. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. they've won every game this year by 20 points or more. And which is kind of the perfect setup for is like, oh, you think, you know, how the NFL is going to go is like, that's mm, true. And it is Thursday night where things no, happen. No way in hell I would bet on that. I don't bet on games anyway, but no way in hell I would bet on that game just because it's like, ah, Perfect. Seahawks are slumping. Cowboys are playing at home. It's like, and they'll lose by 10. Not, you know, it's just because that's the NFL. That's yeah. not what I'm predicting, but we, we see it. Every week we see it. It's like, what the hell happened in this game? So I, I think they'll win one, but it's like one win out of three games still sucks. <laughs> so, or out of four. 
really. Yeah. I mean, other than yeah, those three, four, but, yeah, we've already had the, or one out of one five. Loss. I guess going back to the Rams game. Yeah, and what's maddening about that that second that's the second. I wish it was the second 49ers game because it'd be over already. But what's maddening about the Niners game is the third quarter. It's like, oh, that's the team we've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, not so much on offense, but the defense the played well. Yeah. 49ers and Rams. Yeah, it's just uh, they play really well for a stretch, and then they can't do anything right. Yeah, it's literally, like you said, it's literally like they take a whole quarter. Like, oh, yeah. the second quarter against the Rams, the third quarter against the 49ers. And then yeah. when the quarter ends, they just are done. And it's like, do, yeah. do they, is it a mental thing? Like, okay, the time's out on this one. Yeah. It, it just, it's weird. You know, and they caught some bad breaks, obviously. Not that it would have changed the outcome of the game, but clearly pass should have been pass. Pass, exactly the pass interference call that didn't happen. What well, is clearly pass interference? That, psh, Article that you posted for me. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, and I missed it during the game, but it's like, oh, look at the face mask penalty where you, where Ward almost rips Warner, rather almost rips the head off Charbonnet. Like it's such a bad penalty, and it's like mm, we're not going to call it. I, okay, and again, that's not going to change the outcome of the game, but it certainly could change yeah. the. Uh, that's a six point swing no eight point swing between the call that was made that shouldn't have been made call that wasn't made that should have been made and mm-hmm. I, again it's, it's up to the seahawks not to fall apart in the fourth quarter which they did uh so it and, again, they, they, and they did that in the rams sir. game too and they yeah, were exactly. atrocious calls in that one i mean the witherspoon pass oh, interference Jesus. was just like ridiculous uh, yeah. um one thing that annoys me sorry to harp on fans again but one thing that really annoys <laughs> me is that uh, people I've, i saw a lot of comments after the rams game oh we needed a kicker it's like okay oh my god i know right <laughs> it's like uh, jason myers missed that kick i'm sorry but it was a 55 yard fi- field goal attempt yeah it's like those the, uh, those are missed at least half the time right it's, those aren't gimme field goals I mean, no. it would have been great if he had made it. He made a 53-yarder earlier in the game. He had made, what, 15 straight field goals? But because he doesn't make the 55-yard field goal at the end of the game. We, we need a enough kicker. I know. It's just uh, it's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling to me. Uh, okay, everyone basically thinks calls Justin Tucker, right, the best. Right. Okay, so this season, Justin Tucker has... Two. Let's see. Oh, look, there you go. Uh, uh, against uh, against the no, Seahawks. Okay, so yeah, against the Seahawks. Well, no, I was, I was looking at something else. Okay, so uh, he had one attempt over fifty here, missed it. Another attempt over fifty, missed it. Two attempts over fifty, got one. One attempt over fifty, missed it. So the guy that. I guess they would rather have, right? Because who else would you want? Right. Who else is like, so he's one, two, three, four, five attempts over 50. He's made one. Hmm. You know, I think Jason Myers is slightly better than that. Yeah. Like immensely better than that over 50. It's just, oh, he should make that. And it's like, yeah, and you should do your job completely correctly 
every moment of every day, never right. fail at a thing, right? It's like, I'm sure you do that. It's like, you can't even type Geno Smith's name right. Shut up. Yeah, 31, 31 yards, if it had been that. Okay, yeah, should have, definitely. Like, made. Yes. 55 yards is ridiculous. I mean, he has made that long, but it shouldn't be the expectation. Also, what set no. up the play was with the running the ball instead of passing it, ate up a bunch of time. Yes. Where the Seahawks could have maybe gotten five more yards and made a 50-yard field goal, where he probably makes that one. That's that's half on Geno, half on the coaching staff. In the first place, Geno's experienced enough. Well, he wait, should have known. Say? I'm sorry, you're breaking. I can't hear you in my headset. What'd you say? <laughs> I said that's that's half on Geno. Yeah, I mean Geno's played long enough, right? He should know. Spike the ball. Yeah. Then you have time to think about what to do. That's on Geno. Other part of that is coaching staff needs to make it clear this is the situation. If you get to this situation, spike the ball. Yep. Uh, and no one was, nothing came out. And of course, they may have said that. And Pete Carroll, and no way in, in, in hell, 10 years from now, he would not come out and said, well, you know, we made it clear. He would never say that because he doesn't do that to his players. But it, that needed, so that's on both of them. Yeah. And, and the other frustrating part of that is, that's not the only way they had to communicate. If, if yeah, exactly. it could have been Gino. Okay, I can't hear. I need to, and maybe yeah. that's what they do, but they shouldn't. I need to look to the sideline and be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, there's a hand signal. There's something else that can happen right. besides the headset, especially it's, for something like that. There yeah, because what happens if the headset goes out for the entire half? I guess. Well, I guess. Well, I have no idea what I'm doing. I guess we'll just run and, all the time. And like Gino said, it's like he thought that from what he saw, that he would be able to pick up the yards. And that's valid. It's not like, well, I just called a run because I didn't know what else to do. It's valid, but except it eats up a lot of clock. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he thought he would pick up 10 yards or something like that. But, you know, and I get that. But definitely they should have spiked the ball. Absolutely. I mean, no question. Because then you have time to figure out what to do. Rather than run a play, any play, and then spike the ball if you need to. That was just poor decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but you know what? At least he didn't throw an interception because that's what Drew Locke would have done. True. Although, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, the defense, you know, it's funny. They didn't give up a ton of yards. And they played. They played. I mean, they gave up a lot of yards. I threw was 370 yards against 370, the 370, yeah. yeah. But that's not 500. That's not terrible, yeah. Yeah, um, that's winnable. And they got. They scored as many points as the offense because they they had the touchdown. Yeah. Um, but I still they still have, and this is going to kill them against Dallas, uh, who is third in the NFL and third down conversions on offense. Yeah. But they still do, and this is rolled over from Ken Norton to Clint Hurt, which is where it's second and long, like mm-hmm. fifteen, whatever, or third and long, and they keep them. The zone they have zone defense and they the middle of the field is open yeah. for a twelve or thirteen yard gain and it's Always. just like stop that that other team knows you're gonna do it yeah fix it change something do something different I mean go back to the zone if that's what you feel comfortable but don't do it every single time it's just it's so frustrating because then it sets up a team fourth and short or if they heck you know, if it's second, it's third and short. It's it just happens far too many times. It's, it does. And, and I don't know if the linebackers are taught not to drop back far enough. I mean, Bobby Widener's not great in coverage, never has been. But it's 
that's yeah. more coaching. It's a zone. It's not like he's man on man against another receiver. Yeah, and he should. And Wagner shouldn't have to be because they're playing three safety sets often. You know, they, I, it just it it is so frustrating that this is consistent across coordinators. Just like some of their offensive liabilities are consistent yeah. across coordinators. Like, and again, not saying Pete needs to go because who are you going to hire to replace him? Frank Reich. Uh, you know, well, if you want an offensive coach, I mean, if <laughs> the guy they're playing against on Thursday, I think would be a fantastic head coach, even if Seattle was 13 and four this year. And Pete was like, yeah, it's my last year. Still the guy they're facing. Yeah. Dan Quinn would be fantastic to bring back to. I saw one comment. On, <clears throat> yeah, I'm just jumping all over the comments, I guess. But um, somebody said, oh, Dan Quinn. Oh, most people are like, oh, yeah, Dan Quinn would be good. But one person was like, didn't he get fired after like a year or two in Atlanta? Like, Google, just Google something before you type it. It's like, well, in the second year, he went to the Super Bowl, which they should have won. They lost. But and then the third year, they went back to the playoffs. He was there for almost six years. He got fired in the sixth season. But just before you spout stuff off mm-hmm. and, and say, oh, I guess he, he would be a bad coach because he got fired after one or two years as a head coach. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and again, uh, what irritates both of us is like, it's irritating in a sports setting. But what's really irritating is these people make decisions that affect everybody's lives. Right. Every day, you know. And, or, and or by maybe, the way, I make mistakes. I, I try to research everything. Of I mean, but I make typos that will look wrong. I make mistakes. Of I'm, course you make mistakes. I don't. But, but I try don't. not to, but I, I do often think if I, instead of posting that kind of post, I would probably think, oh, maybe I should. Is that right? I want to look at it and then, mm-hmm. then I mean, I have, it takes two I, seconds. I have rewritten entire posts after I've got like it hadn't happened often, but a couple of times I've had like a thousand words done and I'm like, uh, you know what? This isn't going where I want it to go. It's like and then you just scrap it because mm-hmm. it just, you know, your mind goes into different areas and then you and then you go back and you dig in a little further and you say, oh, you know what? That's completely the opposite of what I thought it was. Well, I guess I have to rewrite that. Yeah. Like you don't just go with it and say, well, I thought it at one point and I was smart. It was like, dude. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> yeah. But uh, but defensively, they still they still need help. Um, Leonard Williams has been fantastic. The yeah. issue is he's probably not going to resign. I don't know if they're going to have a cap space to resign him. Um, but he's been good. But unfortunately, they basically, I think wasted a second round pick in getting him. Because they, they went all, they were like, oh, we had Leonard Williams, you know, that even makes our defense yeah. much better and, you know, hasn't helped the team overall. Nothing against Williams. He's been, personally, right. he seems really cool. And on the field, he's been great. He hasn't been the issue, but nope. long term, the Seahawks lost a second round pick, probably. Um, you know, Witherspoon, uh, you know, he did get fined. He had the penalty against the Rams where he did a silly thing. I mean, it seems he, that pass interference wasn't on. He got called for it, but it wasn't on him. I mean, he's he's still a rookie boy. Amafe is hasn't had a sack in in two games. That I'm not. That's not a complaint. That's an average thing for an NFL player. But again, he right. He's not getting any help. You know, no nope, nobody yeah, else has been like, oh, okay, I'll step up because Mafe is not getting home unless it's Leonard Williams. They, the team just has. I feel like they're spinning their wheels in offensively yeah. and defensively, and there's no easy fix. 
No. And you got the whole controversy, but not exactly a big controversy, but was, was Reek Willen benched or was it more just as like an injury situation? I think more of an injury situation. It's like That's he's missing tackles because yeah. of the injury, which makes perfect sense. So It does, and he uh, hasn't played so poorly that he was. I no, mean, the whole team's worth stack. I mean, Quandre Diggs is out there. Julian Love's out there. You know, they missed tackle. Yeah. Daryl Taylor. Yeah, yeah. If ta- he, although, missing tackles was the issue. It was the issue. Yeah, although he did, Gerald Taylor did have a sack. So, again, credit to him for getting the sack. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing. And he, he had that big so stop at, up the middle on, on yeah. when they were at the goal line. But he also missed two of his four tackle attempts. Yeah, so that's what you get with Gerald Taylor, which, as you wrote, as we both talked about, is like he ain't coming back next year because, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, uh, a, one, just, a one-dimensional player who pl- who plays his one trick six times a season. Uh, and for yeah. the guy who said, it's like, oh, you just notice he had nine and a half sacks? Yes, in six games. So thank yeah. you for playing. Exactly. Like, that's the point. It's like, I don't care if he has 38 sacks. If he only does it in six games, okay, great. Where were you in the other 11 now, thanks to the yes. NFL? Like, you got to be consistent. Yeah, yeah, consistent. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's as important as overall production, as you pointed out. It's the same thing with Carlos Dunlap, which wasn't his fault, but he had all those sacks, right. and and most of them came in the last five games of the year, right? When he had like eight sacks, and all of them were in the last five games because they started using them correctly. Which again, that's not his fault, but right. Um, yeah, you know, and that's crazy. You know, and and let me reiterate, it's like we have problems with some. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 12s, right? Because they make silly comments and it's not backed up by any kind of, uh, I don't know, reality. Most 12s, I didn't talk about most 12s who respond 
on social media to us, let alone all the 12s. I mean, how many 12s respond to us out of, out of the millions of like a tenth of 1%, all right? Of because every oh, single you're right. And most 12s are uh, like most people, you know, they think things through, they make statements, but then they have some reason behind it. Like that's, that's it. Just like have some thought process going on. I, and it, every time we say it, it's like if we've been called out for things we've written or said, and they're like, oh, you know what? You're right. That happens a lot, which we're just hundred percent. And I'll like those and I'll say that's yeah. I'll post and say, yep, um, that's a that's a great argument or whatever. Not argument. I like to use that that term, but I'll say something to that effect of, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a good point. Exactly. It so it's so it's not like, oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like there are some people who don't know what they're talking about because they don't know what they're talking about. Most people, you know, have some basis for it, right? Yeah. Or they have some reasonable argument for their position. And it's like, that's fine. And because a lot of times they're right. And like, we love that, right? But just, yeah. it, it's just the few people who are just make, put out this mindless dribble. Like, it was like, well, he got fired after a season. <sighs> <laughs> Thank God you're not running the Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the post that, you know, in, I like to let people go if there's a conversation happening, which happens on most of the posts. Yeah. Great. Um, if I see somebody insulting another person, I'll probably hide it or delete the comment because, you know, that's not what it is. And that has nothing to do with us specifically. That's just people talking to other people. I, I Just social media right. is. But but, yeah, I love the conversations that happen. Um, a, a lot of yeah, the it's times. Very, it's just more. Yeah, like it's very cool. Good. You'll see like two, three hundred. Th- posts in a thread and it's like hey, this is awesome and like mm-hmm. eh, maybe half of them are dumb and it, but it's like well, and it has the other half aren't do with the posts it, it evolves into yeah, something yeah, altogether yeah. differently which is perfectly fine and great right um, which is social media yeah which is that's how social media should work right um but yeah getting back to the to the team um i i, I don't i've got what, them losing what, to the cowboy go ahead I'm what, sorry. What, te- what team are we talking about i forgot oh it's yeah Argon- argonauts Argonauts, yeah. The Raptors. Um, the uh, I have Seattle losing to the Cowboys by I think it's thirty-four to ten or something like that. Um, just not because I'm so down on the Seahawks, but because that's what the Cowboys have done to every team they've played at home this year. Yeah. And and they are they are better, um, and, and especially defensively, and better talent than Seattle. So and they're they're at home. Now I I. I don't think they're going to beat the four. I actually probably have an article coming out tomorrow being today. We're recording this on Monday. So Tuesday about uh, predictions Tuesday. for the rest of the Tuesday. year. Tuesday. Yeah. And I actually mm. have them ending up with a winning record. Um, for, for sweet, 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 sweet. Nine and eight again. Uh, we'll see if that happens. I'm hoping 10 and seven would be great. Um, you know, yeah, at this again, point, 10 and seven would be great. Yeah. And you could, they, uh, they always have a way of surprising us. I think that's the part of the blowouts this year, that the, the three blowouts they've had, at least yeah. three, is that we haven't seen that from in one season from Pete Carroll teams and like ever really since he's done Seattle. Mm-hmm. So that's the most disheartening thing is just like okay, something really is off because we're seeing we're getting blown out so right. much and it's I, nobody knows how to fix it. We need to execute better. Okay, we'll do it. 
we need to practice harder. Okay, I don't understand that concept. You should be practicing hard already. Yeah, I hate that term, practice hard. No, you should practice smarter. Yeah. Don't practice. I was like, I can't, one of the commenters were, you know, had something of like, and uh, he had written, oh, I actually wasn't one of the commenters. It was like, uh, it wasn't like an article. It was an article uh, on USA Today's Seahawks Wire. And he was saying, it's like, they don't need to play harder. They need to play smarter. It's like, absolutely right. It's like, they're playing hard. I, I don't think many people see any of the Seahawks, maybe a couple, that but that are taking plays off. That's not happening. Yeah. You know, they haven't. I mean, they showed it against the Niners, right? It's like they were down about as down as you can get. And 10 nothing third quarter. They're like, we're back in the game. Most teams, 24-3. <laughs> okay, we're phoning this one in. Kind of yeah. what looks like what happened in the fourth quarter, unfortunately. But that wasn't lack of effort. Like yeah, no, you're right. No team comes out of halftime like they did. Um, extremely fired up as if they were leading 24 to three yeah. instead of trailing 24 to three and then played their asses off like they yeah. did in the third quarter. And that goes to the credit of Pete Carroll. And that's why it's like if you want to replace him, you better have a, a really good answer for that rather than just, oh, we need to get rid of Pete. We need to get rid of Gino. It's like who's stepping in that's better. Right. And and that's that's the issue. And, but, and Drew Locke yeah. is not better than Geno Smith, but Geno <laughs> Smith is also not the long term answer. We're not saying Geno Smith is great. I, I feel like we have to keep saying that because people, oh, yeah. Geno Smith. I'm not saying that. We're there there are better quarterbacks. They're talking about there's there's limited opportunities for replacements in season, especially right. after the trade deadline. Is like, well, what are you gonna do? So you know, long term. Oh, hold on, this just came across the wire. The Chiefs have waived uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, um, yeah, so should, should go grab him. I guess. He's, he's not been the same since uh, Technical left. So, no, no, thanks. Yeah, they have um, struggled offensively this year. It's kind of weird. Relatively speaking. Yeah, they have, which is weird. Um, but yeah, Taylor Swift. That's why they need fault. to put in Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, True. it's t- Taylor's fault. Actually, Kelsey does fine. It's the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah. It's everything Maybe else. they're jealous. Yeah, they jealous don't want their they own don't have Taylor's 5'11 girlfriend. Yeah, could be it. Um, does, does she do anything for a job? I'm not aware. She uh, she's in cosmetics. Etsy. Right? Oh Etsy. yeah, she's Etsy, Etsy cosmetics. Yeah. Etsy cosmetics makes her own. And then we <laughs> this red rice, red red rice, red rice vinegar. We so uh, okay. That's it. That's our our hate part of the show. So now our love part of the show is Rob Gordon's. You want to tell people what our Rob Gordon's are this week? Our our Rob Gordon's are our five favorite for now. 1980s one hit wonder songs. Oh, I thought they were 1980s Stevie Wonder songs. That's more than one hit. Yeah. Of the, uh, of the, of the ganja, if you know what I'm smoking. <laughs> um, I, I don't have any honorable mentions, by the way, because they're just so. I have young. one. I have one. Okay. Uh, Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. Um, I thought you were gonna go with the Bruce Willis song. <laughs> Isn't it the same? It's not the same thing. Probably as well or be. the Eddie Murphy song. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Eddie Murphy actually could sing. Uh, yeah. Until that. I don't remember the Bruce Willis song. I remember he had a song, but I don't remember what it sounds like. It sounds like Bruce Willis singing. It's like, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, he had a decent voice. He had a decent voice. But, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to do this bluesy kind of thing because I'm cool. I'm Bruce Willis. So I can... <laughs> That's right. We're Sybil. 
Um, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we we like Bruce Willis. He's having health issues. Just for the record, we both like Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis is uh, he's a fun entertainer, and it's a sad state of his affairs for him. That's really yeah. really. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, um, you want to start with? It doesn't matter. Who's what? what do you I'm going to number I'm five? Gonna back. Number five is me, and these are in no particular order except for my number one. That's the number one. So I'm going to go with relax. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Um, it, it's a deep, moving love song. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, um, a lot of these one-hit wonders that were listed, yeah, just like Frankie goes to Hollywood, they're one-hit wonders in the United some, States. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I was but talking they're about not. That with my wife. Yeah. But they're uh, not even in the United States. They're like, okay, I know this. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about Two Tribes. Two Tribes is a great song. But yeah. it's like they had more than. I mean, not Frankie. Frankie did, but every everybody I have on this except for, well, two, I guess. No, no spoilers. Well, no I tried spoilers. to make mine really like One Hit Wonders. Yeah. Um, as much as I could, and and Frankie fits that too. But it's I feel like it's unfair, in a way. Yeah. You know? I saw one where Mad- Madness was on there. It's like our house. It's like madness had a ton of yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like just yeah, it's no our house thing. doesn't. And it's the same kind of thing. It was like mm, okay. I mean, I, I guess it depends on your definition of a hit. I mean, are you talking about it has to be number one on Billboard that's to be a hit? Question, like, yeah. You know, that's pretty a strict standard. It has to be yeah. in the top five songs of the of the decade. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of of the century. That's right. Um, yeah, in a lot of cases, these are bands that came from areas other than the United States, and they had. Like they could have had a dozen hits, you know, in their own country. So right, or yeah. everywhere else in the world, and we just aren't cool enough yeah. to to get it. Quite true. Um, like madness. Um, yeah. Number five for me is a Canadian artist, little known Canadian artist, uh, Lannis Morrison. No, um, uh, <laughs> Aldo Nova, who had a song. Uh, actually, Aldo Nova does a ton of music for movies and has written songs. And again, kind of not a one-hit wonder, except for himself as a as a solo artist but his song is called fantasy um which is like a harder rock song i guess um from like literally 1980 my sister had the album um and it's just it's fun and and quick i, I don't know i just like the sound of it he's he comes up with a lot of interesting sounds for his for all his albums that he's done and his music that he does for movies too but um anyway aldo nova from canada nova. Uh, my number four, again, no particular order. The Fabulous Thunderbirds with Tough Enough. Hmm. I really uh, I really like this song. And again, they had more than one hit. But that was like, they're known for one song. That's it. It's not like they have a catalog. And, and that's that's the song for them. A lot of people, they're interchangeable with like, I don't know, two dozen southern rock bands of, yeah. of, that, of that time. So I yeah. like this song. Um, uh, number four for me is which Cars is by Gary Newman, which is yeah, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, very new wavy. Um, uh, a lot of David Bowie influence there, but I, again, it's just kind of a fun song. Um, it's it sounds more ominous, I guess, than mm-hmm. than than new waves. Uh, has a little bit of angst to it, but um, I don't know. Just always like the. Yeah, I think that one's from 1980 as well, um, just to date myself. But that's number four for me. 
Yes, you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. So you should date yourself. Uh, there you go. Mine, uh, another fun light song is Under the Milky Way, the church, which again, uh, Australian band and probably, I don't know, but I'm sure they probably had more than a hit in Australia. But yeah. uh, to me, this is like the most 80s song yes, on, on my list. It sounds very 80s. I think it was yeah. intentional, right? It's like, yeah, this, yeah. we're going to make a song that sounds like the 80s, and that's this is it. Um, yeah, it's a, another list I saw had Flock of Seagulls. I'm like, they had a yeah. whole bunch of hits, even in the United States. Uh, yeah, and it's like, I, I saw that. I know, I saw that, that too, and it's like, what? Have you never heard of this band? It's like, they that's not a one-hit wonder band. Yeah. Mm, crazy. Number three for me is Keep Your Hands to Yourself by Georgia Satellites. Uh, uh, speaking of... Uh, interchangeable southern rock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that yeah, was exactly. almost on, that was almost on my list, and I almost I, I kind of mentally flipped a coin, but because uh, this is we talked a long time ago, meaning like six or seven minutes ago, uh, that there's so many songs that I wish Johnny Cash had covered, like that's one I wish he would have covered. I was like, oh yeah. my god, the young Johnny Cash is like, I love that song, but it's like if Johnny Cash had done it, it's like people would still be singing that freaking song to that's themselves. Funny. Yeah, he would have had to slow it down though, right? Like he did with a lot of his yeah, yeah. Americana, Rick Rubin stuff. Yep, yep. Um, the Battleship Chains is another song off that album, which I had, which is very good, by the way. But mm-hmm. see, see, mm-hmm. see. Also, the singer had a what was that song he had? It was uh, Twinkle Twinkle. Twinkle Twinkle. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, you, oh, you know, it's like a one hit. If he had never been in the Georgia Satellites, it would have been a. It was like um. I I how's it going? I love you. Please, please. It's like oh, oh, man. I'll please, please me. Yeah, did that with the yeah, yeah, so, mm-hmm. Beatles okay. and one hit wonders. <laughs> I, I, somewhere we know for a fact, and and everyone listening, all five of you, because it's a big audience today, you know for a fact somewhere there's an article on the internet talking about the one hit wonder the beatles and you know and it's like because somehow they i guess they were trapped in that movie yesterday and never heard anything else that's right uh well maybe I, they live in the one country in the world where they only had one hit there it could be can't imagine oh i love you period that's what it is uh, that guy had uh, dan baird had a song called i love you period and it's like yeah i know you've heard it everybody's heard it but that's, yeah that's, so. that's a that's a tampax cover ad that's weird well there's no comma <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, my number, I have to move on from my own comment. That was horrible. Anyway, uh, my number two, speaking of songs that are very different when they're redone slowly and acoustically, uh, Take On Me, Aha, uh-huh. which, again, in Norway, uh, they, they still perform in Norway. And I don't know offhand, but I think they've had like maybe a dozen hits. But this was their one hit in the U.S., Take on me, and again, it's a very '80s song, and of course, it's the iconic, maybe one of the big, most iconic music videos ever. But then, when you watch the the acoustic set, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, it's yeah, like it's heartbreaking it's love really song. Yeah. It's an amazing song, but you have to slow it down and just get into the lyric rather than the music. And then, it, musically, it's a very pretty song, but it's like the lyrics are just like, oh my god, bomb. Yeah. Number two, uh, number two for me is. Uh, is Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Nice. Uh, again, Mark Boland and had a whole bunch of hits in England, but as, yeah. as far as Soft Cell goes, I used to, uh, when I, I used to play tennis a lot, and every Sunday I would always play 
tennis on Sunday. Uh, sorry, Sunday evening I would play tennis in Kingston, Tennessee, and there was a pizza place called Mama Mia's. It was fairly close to the tennis court I used to play at, and they had a jukebox, um, which was kind of even at that time. It was like 1985, six. I mean, there weren't even a lot of jukeboxes, but every week I would play Tainted Love by Soft Cell on the jukebox. It's just I don't know. It's a very catchy song. I never get tired of it. A very catchy song, and that's kind of uh, kind of the point of the one-hit wonders, right? They're catchy. I mean, that they sure. grabbed they grabbed everyone's attention that one time. Uh, my number one, absolutely, this is my actual number one. Everything else is like, eh, if it's in whatever. Uh, <clears throat> and speaking of covers, when you mentioned fantasy, played this last night, and my companion partner slash. Hey, awesome person. If you listen to this, uh, she said, oh, isn't that the Mar- Mariah Taylor Carey Swift? song? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, no, that's not the much. She sampled this song. This is the original. It's like the genius of love. Tom Tom Club. Uh, of course, a side project from Talking Heads, who was definitely not a one hit wonder band. It's a no hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> genius of love is such an absolutely bizarre uh, a song, I, and again, this is a song where the lyric, uh, lyrics are fun, uh, but it's the music on this one that is just like it's so, and it, it's been sampled that uh, I know of half a dozen times. It's probably been sampled uh, half a thousand times because the music is just so catchy, which is like, huh, imagine that coming from a side project of Talking Heads. But yeah, Genius of Love, I just, I just love just from the intro, just from that. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Anyway, your number one. And number one for me is uh, Tenderness by General Public, which is uh, basically should be illegally fun and peppy with some (laughs) fairly dark lyrics involved. Um, But uh, but yeah, just and again, they were uh, General Public was enough. They were after the English beat broke up, they they split into a couple of bands and general public was one of them. Um, and, but uh, this whole album is really fantastic, but um, tenderness is, and they had other hits in England as well. So if we only have English listeners, thank you for listening, by the way, I'm not sure why, but <laughs> thank you. Thank but, you. Uh, thank, yeah. thank you so much. Especially people in Iceland. We thank you too, because you're wonderful people. Yeah. But, Oh yeah. Iceland's cool. Oh, we should have Bjork on here, but, um, but she had more hits. I was going to say that you can't have Bjork on the one that wonders. So there you go. Um, but yeah, tenderness is just, it's very fun. And uh, just, uh, I don't know. Oh. I could listen to it over and over and over again. I, I just want to interject one comment here. Bjork is so fun to say, isn't it? Bjork. Probably why she had more than one hit. Just because people, the DJs love to say, and here's our latest from Bjork. <laughs> um, I've got somebody on Twelfth Man face rising face Twelfth Man Rising Facebook, who really wants us to know that don't look now. Um, this guy, I'm gonna have to ban him. He keeps oh, no. posting. He's he, this one lady said. Uh, uh, Seahawks win only positive attitude in week thirteen. He said, dreaming chicka, which is okay. That's. Uh, um, and then he said, dreaming bro to somebody else. And then he said, don't look now, but. Um, but don't look now, haters, but Denver is six and five. It's like, I'm pretty sure we're kind of done with that. Russell Wilson thing. Yeah. Okay. Hey, make the playoffs. Good for them. Good for them. Don't care. Um, yeah. 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 Just, yeah. As, as we said all along, is like, we hope Denver sucks 
in the first year of the trade because that way we get better picks. After that, I don't care what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have – but, I mean, when, when people are posting and they're just trying – intentionally trying yeah, yeah. to instigate, that's aggravating. You know? Yeah. Just don't do that. I mean, do you do you not have enough time during your day? You have to look for reasons to instigate. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what some people live for. Sadly, sadly. Sadly, sadly. General public, all the rage. All the rage, yeah. Very good album. Anyway, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Uh, I had made my prediction for week thirteen, which is what Cowboys thirty-four, Seahawks thirteen. I think. Um, do you have a prediction? Uh, I predict that I will probably not enjoy the game very much. Because <laughs> it's so late. Um, yeah, so late. Hey, you know what? I... Yeah, sadly, I think uh, like Cowboys 29, Seahawks 8. No, not going to 18. 19, because why not? Because that would be a weird score. I don't think that's Scorigami, but, you know. Yeah, I just think we're going to see the same kind of thing as like the Seahawks will play really well for like a quarter, quarter and a half. And it's like and they'll be like, eh, and they'll give up some big plays because that's kind of been their. Yeah. Modus. Hey, but if they if they lose by less than 20, they've done something nobody else has done at home for in Dallas <laughs> yeah, this year. True. Yeah. Anyway. You know, yeah. Thanks for listening. Go Hawks. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you the worst? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.